Hello and welcome to my Xbox and me episode 235 so I'm told I am one of your hosts MC Fixer alongside the one and only Two Fresh Crush Hello Crush how are you? Crash, I couldn't get us in a straight line this week, and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit, all right? Now, I've had to make a new overlay, and that means I have to do more work. Don't like it. Sounds like a you problem. Whoa. <laughs> Pretty good, yeah. Okay. It'd be a me problem. don't host. That's why you just turn up every week and, like, pretend to do any work around here. Don't get the show notes. Don't do nothing. Turn up late with a cup of coffee. That's about it. Bro, I wake up at five in the morning. I mean... I guess that's kind of impressive. But you weren't the only person to do it this week. And our special guest this week, the one and only, the nanobiologist. Nano, how you doing, bud? You know, a little tired, but doing pretty good. I mean, Glad like, to be here. Like I said to you beforehand, if you want it hard enough, you get up at five o'clock in the morning like Snowbite might. Did look at that guy. See him now? He's a, he's a star. I'm not saying I made him a star. He was already a star before that, but he's a star. Crash, you seen this guy? His haircut? Look at him now. He's a star. I made him that star. You, you're next. You've woke up at five. Now you're going to become a star. Heck yeah. I'm, I'm not I'll sure take, that's... I'll do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy into that, I'll be honest. What do you mean? I'm like a, I'm like a manager that hears someone busking. I walk up to him like, you, you, you have it. You have it. Here, take my car. And I'm going to make you a star. And then they turn into Ed Sheeran. Crazy guy who everybody just says, please get out, sir. I mean... I mean... <laughs> We don't have Arby's in in England, so... Uh... Sorry, sorry, sir, this is a Cheeky Nando's, please leave. Wow, disrespecting Cheeky Nando's. I'd never get chucked out of Nando's, I'd spend way too much money. I mean, if you're trying to get people to join your label... Join my label, in quotes, cult. Um... <laughs> uh, yo, we don't do... Actually, that's not true, people definitely drink Kool-Aid. I don't like Kool-Aid, too sweet. Drink the tea. Sorry. Yeah, okay. We'll go with the tea. Jesus Christ. No, no. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, for those who don't know who you are and what it is you do, tell the people. So right now, I'm just streaming at twitch.tv slash thenanobiologist every Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at mm. about 7.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern Time. And I also write reviews for myxboxandme.com. Hey, that's a good website. I've heard of that one. I might have, I might have helped made that one. That's pretty it's cool. Pretty good. It's pretty cool. I don't I'll know. Website. I'll be honest. I don't do any of the work. I just sort of, I just made the thing and was like, ah, there you go, people. Now I do some work. All right. I'm just sort of here, and uh, there you go. It's there for you to do it. But to be fair, someone asked me the other day, he's like, oh, how's the website doing? I was like, I don't know. I was like, Zyga's out there working his butt off, and Nano, you've you've done a few bits here and there. Bunny just fell off the face of the earth. Who knows if he's still alive? So, uh, yeah, Nelson Nelson pops into my stream, drops a sub, and then disappears again. I'm like, all right, Nelson, love you, bud. See you later. Just built the website and then disappeared. I'm like, oh, okay. But I'm, it's weird. We're in this weird place right now with everything that's going on, obviously. We'll do Corona check, shall we? Nano, how is it in your part of the world? Um... Well, my state is locked down. I'm in Maryland, so it's one of those uh, states that really kind of took it se- more seriously than others. Mm-hmm. So we locked down pretty quickly. Nice. We now have to wear face masks everywhere we go. But at least my girlfriend and I, we both have jobs. We're both getting paid, so we're very fortunate. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I, that's 
again, my thoughts are out to anybody who's lost their job. And mm-hmm. it's funny, I was talking to a, a couple of other content creators the other day, and they were like, how are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm struggling. They're like, oh, we're probably going to go back to normal work after this. And I was like, what? And they were like, the uns, the un- I think that people are finally realizing how unstable being a content creator is, unless you're one of the big content creators and stuff like that. But mm. if you're anywhere between that small to medium size and on the low end of medium, it's like, yeah, you might as well just go keep a stable job until you make it. Like, there's no... That in-between phase where you're like, oh, one month I could make this much, and one month I won't make that much. People are just like, I'm not doing this again. But we're in this weird place now where everyone's unemployed. Like, so everyone's going to be going for jobs. So it's gonna be it's gonna be so interesting when everything gets back to normal. Normal. Mm-hmm. Crash, how is New York doing? Because you're sort of the uh, you're you're the bad place right now. I've got to be honest with you, bud. Like I'm, I'm watching the news. I'm watching everything else. I'm like, oh, hope Crash is alright. Hope you don't go outside. I'm, I'm fine over here. I don't know, bro. It's outside. <laughs> um, they made it a uh, requirement to go wear face masks when you go outside. We still now, don't have that. We still don't have the face mark requirement here in London. Dude, I honestly, I didn't even know it was a thing. I was talking to my sister the other day. And she was like, yeah, you'll get fined if you go outside without a face mask. I'm like, oh, cool. Have you seen my oh, face yeah. mask? I have not. Dan, have you seen my face mask? I think I have. Yo, my face mask is lit. Oh, is it like the... Hey, 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 hey. Don't you dare ruin this for the audience. All right, you can have your moment. <laughs> World premiere. For those who can't see, it's a Woody mask. I've got a Woody mask, guys. all about that. Look, That's awesome. Look, I know we're not meant to, like, muck around. I know it's not a fashion show, blah, 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 blah. But it's a Woody. Look. It's, oh, it's one way. Wait, let me, come on. Come on, camera. There it is. Look at that. It's one of those little things where you can really just have fun with it. Oh, it's so nice. I'm not going to lie. Make it your own. I don't know. I was more of a Buzz Lightyear type of kid. Yeah, but that's because you're, you're like Andy. I watched Toy Story literally two days ago. You're Andy, just throwing Woody away like that. How dare you? Yeah, Woody's old because <laughs> he's boring now. Woody's not old. He's not boring. Leave him alone. God See, damn I'm it. I'm a big Disney fan. I'm just waiting for Disney to really capitalize on the face masks. I mean, come yeah. Out with all park exclusive masks oh my for God. all the Disney properties to be fair companies i found and we are an xbox podcast we will get to it, i promise um but yeah i found that just um companies have done a decent job of not some companies have done a good job of not being capitalistic over this so far in, in the uk anyway mm-hmm. like we've got like mercedes are making like ppe for for the hospitals and stuff and like obviously they're gonna make money from that but it's not like i expected like nike to come out with a face mask like hey go get your your nike face mask right now and i'm like oh making money from the good pr yeah okay that's true a good long-term investment yeah Mm. i i i will say i'm not a fan of people taking good uh, companies doing good pr and saying it's a negative because they're only doing it for good pr yeah i hear what you're saying there's a lot of people where i see like um What's it called? Shake Shack gave back the ton million they got for the small loans. Oh, okay. Also, if you read, they put out an article on it or whatever. And if you read why they applied for it, it made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why they gave it back makes sense as well. But a lot of people were t- uh, attacking them like, oh, the only reason they gave it back was because people called them out on it. Not really. Well, no, I think I, well, I know, I people are just so quick, aren't they? At the moment, it's like, oh, you're a bad person. Especially on Twitter. They want to look at the bad and everything. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah. so let them do that. But if people, if companies want to do good PR by helping people, then go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, just more than you yeah. probably are. Is, exactly, exactly. Well, let's get into it. Uh, the rigmarole is you can get the show early over on patreon.com slash mcfixer. You can find us on all podcast services. 
Thanks, Eversaclad. Um, also, go subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mcfixler, and where you can get this show, youtube.com slash my Xbox and me. Uh, rate us on iTunes, don't forget to do that. Nano, have you rated us on iTunes? Nano. Don't let us stand here. Oh my god. Crash, fire him. Six stars. Fire, there's only five stars, and you know that, goddammit. Um, <laughs> topic of the show this week, though is Gamescom has officially been cancelled and will now be a digital-only event. Gamescom has issued an official statement regarding its physical event, explaining under no circumstances will the event take place in Cologne, Germany this year. Instead, there will be a digital-only uh, Gamescom, which the team is working full speed on. Tickets purchased for the physical event will be refunded in the coming weeks. Following the announcement earlier Wednesday, April 15th, uh, from the German government stating all major events will be banned um, from occurring until August 31st. Gamescom officially announced the event in taking place in 2020 will be fully digital. Um, the question we got here is from Stead, and he says, with, e with E3 gone this year, and now Gamescom um, publishers slash platforms are going to have to go with online presentations for at least the next year, do you see shows like Gamescom slash E3 ever returning to being big physical shows, or will the announcements going forward uh, be online, or only pre or press only? So let's tackle this uh, one bit by each other, I guess, right? Gamescom is officially cancelled. Gamescom is by far the uh, biggest trade show. Um, well, I think last year they had 390,000 people yeah. attend. It's, it's, it's is, ridiculous. Yeah, like it's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, it's a weird one because... I'm obviously I'm super happy that it's been cancelled. I'm super happy Jeremy mm -hmm. taking the rap precautions. Yada, yada, yada. We all saw this coming, right? It being a digital event, I am extremely happy about. This is what I wanted E3 to do. With it still trying to keep the brand in. Obviously, that's not what they're doing now. Ubisoft can do their own thing. Xbox will do their own thing. Uh, Nintendo will do their own thing. And that kind of sucks. I like the fact when it's all together. And gamers sort of come together like Christmas. Gamescom, I'm very happy for them to do the, do it the way they're doing it. I do think once this, once this is all over, though, Gamescom will be absolutely fine in coming back. Like, you do not go from being the biggest trade show in the world... Um, to just dropping off the face of the earth because of one cancellation. No, I think people... Yeah. I feel like after we get over that initial people are scared to leave the house, people are going to be rabid for leaving the house to do anything. So yeah. I, I think Gamescom will be able to come back very much bigger and just will be fine personally. Um, what do you think, Crush? I I agree. I think there'll be a big rush for um especially events that whenever this thing clears out, events that have pop up around them, be it packs or whatever. Yeah. I think they'll have a big spike. Um and I think a lot of people will be like, Oh, I might not never because of what happened, because of that experience, I might never be able to go to games console and yeah. just go this year, get that off my bucket list and done with. I ain't gonna lie, I feel like that with E three. Even the next E three that comes around, I'm like, because obviously I was debating whether to go this E three. Um yeah. But now knowing that there was, there might be an opportunity that I'll never go to an E3, that breaks my heart. Like, someone who's mm -hmm. been doing this for five years now, who's been watching E3 for even longer, it's like, to know that I may never go to one, I'm like, so if the opportunity arises, I'm like, yeah. You may, maybe just go and do it. Maybe just make sure it happens. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, if, have you been to an E3 at all, Nano? No. I've only watched it on 
like G4 yep. and YouTube yeah, yeah, all my yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I was talking about it the other day with uh, Haley, and we were saying, like, wow, it's weird to look back at E3s now. Because I went from obviously watching like IGN pre shows constantly mm-hmm. with Greg being on there, pre and post shows for everything, to just eating all the content you could, to then watching kind of funny, obviously, then to transition into doing it myself. And it's like, those are Crush, I tell you, because Crush has done it with me. It's like, those are some of the best moments that coming back after an Xbox conference and doing my Xbox and me is such a fun experience. And I hope we, I hope we never lose that. I do truly hope we never. Yeah. It, it looks like we won't. Like we still have obviously inside Xbox doing their thing, and I feel like Xbox was just sort of ramping up to start doing shows in different places. We've had obviously we had Mexico, we had um, London. Obviously, I, I thought we would get obviously an American show next with the new Xbox coming up. Obviously, that won't be the case now, but I feel like something big. I feel like every company is going to want to do something big once this once this is all done and over with. Which don't get me wrong, will be no time soon. I see. I see people yeah. like obviously um, London, England. I should say has been locked down for another three weeks. It's yeah. going to keep going. Like it, they just yeah. don't want to scare people. They don't want to be like, "Hey, you're locked down for six months." No, it's going to keep going, keep going, keep going, and. People are going nuts about it, but I do feel I, I was talking to Haley and her friends, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, I bought these new clothes and I bought this." And I'm like, "Why? Why? What? What is? Oh, because once this is over with, and I'm like, oh, People- if you're if you're seeing it from that perspective, from women who yeah. are buying clothes, gamers are going to be exactly the same way, where they want to go meet up with their friends. Like I might only ever get to see." I only get to see greedy ears and um, plenty of other people like Tom Hopkins and stuff like that at an RTX, at an EGX, at a, do you know what I mean? Like you're gonna want, you're gonna be clamoring for that even more so once this is all done. Absolutely. Um, just going back to this though, I think we're comparing apples to oranges with Gamescom and E3. Yeah. E3 has always been a press show. It's finally trying to make that shift. It started with last year and the year before with yeah. allowing some people in. And now they're trying to really change up this year, but now it's been kind of cut off right when they try to do that change. But I think it's going to really hinder it because mm. companies are going to see that they don't need these big shows to give press this coverage. Unlike back in the 90s and early 2000s when internet wasn't nearly as good, so they couldn't see things as good quality, uh, couldn't get things hands-on because I think with xCloud and Stadia, they're going to find ways to give press that hands-on coverage. Yeah. Um, yeah. whether it be through codes or through streaming while gamescom that is huge audience and that's its own pr move just being there and especially xbox they need that european coverage mm-hmm. that's one of the markets that they are doing okay in yeah but not nearly as good as their competitors yeah and so being in that big big almost four hundred thousand person area just being in the faces of people and showing the xbox brand they still need that. Yeah, it's having that opportunity again to market to people that don't mm-hmm. usually touch. It's like I've been to so many trade shows, and I've been I've been in those positions where it's like, oh, I wanted to go play the new Assassin's Creed, which PlayStation is showing off. Be like, oh, there's a four hour queue. All right, I'll go check something out. That something else needs to be Xbox related. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It needs to be. It needs to. I remember it so clearly. It was like, go play Assassin's Creed. Oh no, there's a queue. All right, I'll go play Tomb Raider instead. And Xbox are marketing Tomb Raider. It's these are the moments that you can win people over onto your system. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I do generally to answer your question, Stead, and thank you for emailing. Then I appreciate it. Um, I think both are going to be fine in the end because I feel like this might even be, I hate to say it, but a very good thing for E3 as well, where I do agree with you, Nano, that Xbox and people, they're going to want to do it themselves, but if the numbers don't match up, because 
people know when E3 is. People take days off work. People, that's not going to be the case when Ubisoft do their show. And it's not going to be the case when Nintendo do their show. And when Xbox, like, when E3 happens, people are, are prepared for it. People are getting getting Matt and Do ready and getting and me. I buy so many bloody energy drinks to get through the night sort of thing. I wonder if having the ability to do it yourself, yes, is going to be a good thing and they're going to be able to own that market. But is the mindshare and the the eyeballs going to be on it the way it is when it's E3? Do you know what I mean? Yes, and I still think they're going to keep that week because I think they do see that having everybody in that week, maybe it's more spread out and not every announcement within a two to three day period. Yeah, or hours after each other. Gamers week. Gaming week where it's Uh, or just like press week announcement week whatever you want to name it but there's gonna still be that week i don't think so people come together i I don't i don't think it'll be a week long i think that i think if you spread it over a week you kind of kill the purpose of e3 which is a bunch of gaming news over like the course of three days but i think even the way they're doing it now they'll still get a bunch of eyeballs on the information it just won't be as hyped which is the point of e3 it's like everybody's trying to one-up each other Granted, mm-hmm. people like EA, I don't think ever really succeed because their market. How dare you? Allow for that with the How dare game. you? FIFA oh, lost last year. Did you not see no FIFA? They did. They, they, they did the vote. Stockholders. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what. To be fair, that's what uh, E3's goal is, right? It was yeah. originally for uh, stock, stock markets, and all that stuff. I I do think um, this will be a good time for Xbox to improve their online presence, though, because. I enjoy Inside Xbox. I think it's fun just to get the input from the developers and have a bit more personal time with them. But most people really don't. They just they think it's boring or it's just a little, way too slow paced. And I think if they switch to an E3 like presentation or just make it more boom, 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 that would help increase their online presence with their future presentations. They might see that there's a big bump in interest and intrigue with their videos if they more of an e3 approach to everything yeah but you can't do an e3 approach to everything because there's not enough stuff to talk about that's the yeah. point like you can do it i get i don't totally understand what you're saying but, but in- they still make they try, still try to make like an hour hour long hour and a half long presentation when the other companies get by by doing a 20 minute thing by just having all but, the announcements but they're, they're, totally that, that is, they're totally different things they're totally different things for inside xbox yeah you're not inside th- xbox's purpose is to spread information because if you think about like um nintendo's event uh mm-hmm. nintendo directs they don't spread a lot of like background information on the games no time with developers unless it's on one game specifically like when they do the smash stuff you spend a lot of time with uh why am i forgetting his name right now who um the smash oh uh, uh, i'm not a nintendo guy and uh i'm gonna get um, it totally wrong so i'm not even gonna bother <laughs> but yeah anyway that's the only time you really get like that background information which is what you get a lot with inside xbox and it's the purpose of inside xbox the, the point of inside xbox is to talk to an xbox fan base and it's to talk to people mm-hmm. who care about it like that's not the same as an a3 showcase and the, the whole reason that inside xbox exists is to entertain people that care about their platform if this not to, I don't feel like Inside Xbox is to bring new people to the platform. I feel like it's to to cater to that audience that's already there. Like you care about what's getting added to um, Game Pass every month. You want to hear about the new CFEs update. You want to hear like it's not it's not the same as a Nintendo Direct, which is here's game 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 game, or even a State of Play, which is game 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 game. They're totally different things, and I feel like yeah, they're supposed yeah. to be. Do you know what I mean? 
I do. And I still think that Xbox needs that going to the next generation to get more people on board. Yeah. Because, yes, they are catering to their current fan base because they know that this generation, they're locked in with whoever they have on the Xbox platform for on the Xbox One. Yep. But to move to the Series X and Lockhart, they need to have more of that overall presence to get those lay fans, the common people, the common gamers who are just saying, like, I play a couple games a year to get onto the Xbox platform with that faster news. People like that... Sorry, go on, Crash. I I don't think that a state of play or a Nintendo Direct gets people like that. I agree. Totally I think gamers watch that. Yeah. Like, the people you're talking about will read a clip uh, article from IGN or Kotaku Mm -hmm. or something like that about that, but you don't need that event for it. Because Inside Xbox can do the same exact thing with an article, right? Yeah. I don't think you necessarily need the state of play. It's just a different way. It's a different way of showing off your games from an inside Xbox, but I think ultimately they do accomplish a very similar thing in that regard. I, I personally prefer the inside Xbox approach, which I get that it doesn't make for a fun um, reaction stream or something like that, but you do get more in-depth uh, information about the game and stuff that you may not have known. You get to you get to see the people behind the games, usually. like mm-hmm. not, not always, but usually. PlayStation doesn't even have a... a there's no host, there's just an ambiguous voice for State of Play. There's no personality to it at all. It is, yeah, cool, here's Iron Man VR, here is Resident Evil 3. And don't get me wrong, I love those hype moments. But in between that, there's usually a bunch of crap I don't care about that I didn't mm-hmm. need to watch. And I'm not. And don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here saying that Inside Xbox doesn't have that. It definitely does. But at least when that's happening, they're trying to get something across. Like, I don't care about Sea of Thieves ever, but it, it, it always comes across that the person who is talking about it cares a lot, and they're talking to that audience so much more, which then allows them to clip that information out, throw up on Xbox Wire, blah, 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 and just to distribute content a little bit differently, I feel like, anyway. Yeah. Okay. You, you spoke? Yeah, I, Go on. No, I just think I need to think about it differently then, because I've been thinking about it more of like a worldly and general population's mind share of yeah. it. So, so when you guys talk about it that way, it definitely makes a lot more sense about why they do it the way they do I, it. I think it, um, it's kind of confusing with Nintendo Direct because yeah. a lot of casuals will watch a Pokemon Nintendo Direct, yes. a Smash Nintendo Direct, yes. they won't watch every other Nintendo Direct. Like if it's a, yeah. For a run-of-the-mill Nintendo lineup, people don't really watch it and you don't see it get hyped up, especially like on Twitter. People don't necessarily talk about it as much as they will for Smash or Pokemon. You've got to remember our ecosystems as well. Our, all of our yeah. Twitters are so this small they really are and i learned that especially with brexit voting i'm like what but there's no way we're leaving the eu and then like it happens you're like what my whole twitter was constantly we're not leaving so you've got to remember that we are very much entwined in the gaming industry and everyone is always and i am new to all this i've only been on twitter doing all this for a little over a year now yeah so so you got so what you got to remember is the inside Xbox and stuff like that is catered to the hardcore. The, the way the way you get third party, the way you get the casual audience is the Assassin's Creed trailer with the Xbox yeah. splice at the end. It is the FIFA trailer, which is PlayStation, and it is that's how you get that audience. It's not the Nintendo Directs. Yeah. It's not the state of plays. It's not the inside Xboxes. It's mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons whatever consoles in power holds so much power for the longevity of that generation. Yeah. It's like what happened with uh, Xbox and 360. Mm-hmm. It held that generation until the PS3 end. ended up running it over for a 
held it for so long. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. we see it again with the PlayStation and so on. And we'll see whoever ends up ahead uh, next generation with the Series <laughs> X and the PS5. This a similar thing will happen. Let's break it down. Let's be this. Let me put the question to you both, shall we? Who wins next generation? Because I 100% think PlayStation win next gen again. Just so we're fully um, aware. I I think so as well, only because they have that bigger world presence. Yes. That's how they won the PS... That's how they won the PS3 360 yeah. generation and ran with it in the end. Well, did they... did they run with... Did, they, that's they, a weird they, one they to say, in though. In the end, they... Go on, go on. Let me rephrase my point. They didn't run away with it. They ended up passing the finish line. It was, like, maybe a second or two difference in the ends. Well, for this one, they ran away with it only because... They had the better presence, and they had that bigger world presence with Europe and South America and Asian countries. And Xbox dropped the ball with marketing the thing from the day Absolutely. one. So you, but you, what, um, well, your your point on the 360 to PlayStation 3 era is they won it through the amount of units being sold, correct? But you got to think of the dominance Xbox had on the software leading up to that point. So if you sell a PlayStation 3 yeah. and it only sells Last of Us and FIFA and an Xbox sells a 360 way earlier in the generation, but that person bought 10 games compared to the two that was bought on the PS3, who won? I think one thing that a lot of people overlook with the 360 generation is also 360 came out like a whole year. Year before, before. yes. Yeah. That's why they got that huge. Of course, so and it was cheaper. It wasn't anything else. It was cheaper and it came out a year before. So people were like, oh man, new console's out. What is it? Oh, PlayStation doesn't have anything. Because I remember sitting with my cousin. My cousin was like, do I wait for a PS3 or do I get a 360? He ended up getting a 360. Of course he, he did. Didn't want to wait. And, that's, yeah. and that's also where it goes back to Mindshare, where if the gamers get the 360s, or in this case, they'll get the Series Xs, then that's when they start telling their common gamer friends, hey, I'm on three. I'm on the Series X. You pick this up as well. They usually do. Yes. Because that's where their friends are. But I Word g- of mouth is the best marketing tool. Yeah. Yes. Everything. If you want to sell a game, word of mouth. So if mm-hmm. you have like a multiplayer game, sell it to the people. Don't yeah. sell it to the industry and all Hen- that stuff because they won't make it big. Hence why right. streaming is so important right now. And hence why marketing yeah. dollars are spent so heavily on influencers. Like if you got an influencer telling you, yeah, I've bought... This is, this is the... It's interesting because we're in this weird place now, especially with PC gaming being so dominant. A lot of people have moved to PC gaming, hence why Xbox put their games everywhere. Um, hence why you're seeing Gears Tactics coming out on Steam day and day. It's like it doesn't hinder them to do that because they've got Game Pass Ultimate, which is where they want you to be. But if you want to go buy it over here, no problem. Like it's not a, it's not a big deal. And yeah, that's why. Go on. That's why I think the next generation is going to be so different when we're going to try and determine who the winner is. Where it's not just going to be console sales. It's Definitely gonna be, not, yeah. It's going to be so many different factors that we used to just think about beforehand. Where, like, the 360, PS2, Xbox generation, yeah. even the Xbox One and PS4 generations, it was just unit sales. Yeah. Well, next one, it's going to be a whole other ballgame with all these different factors. It's going to be so hard just to say Xbox One or PlayStation One or Nintendo One. No, this, but it's so pointless. Since everybody's going to have... Yeah access to almost everything now especially with xbox being on phones yeah in the next within the next year maybe well it's, it's, it's yeah exactly it's that it's, weird thing where like who won is such a fanboy topic mm-hmm. like it's generally not important to to companies no company every company wants to sell more units than its competition yes but at the end of the day they just want to make money 
And as long as the industry stays healthy and, and in competition with each other, nobody really cares in the long haul. As long as you're hitting your goals and you're keeping your shareholders happy and you're still putting out brilliant games and yada, 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 that's all that really matters. But yeah, next gen is going to be very interesting for for PlayStation. I think PlayStation sell more units. Xbox are going to keep continuing to be very heavy on its services and yeah. we'll just see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I think PlayStation um, will win in the sense that it'll get more confidence. It will sell more units, I yeah. I agree but that I think, Microsoft's going to keep going down the line if we are. I think that's going to be the more archaic comparison when we get to like 2025, 2026, when we are trying to compare uh, apples I, to apples. It's, it's going to feel I, more archaic to talk about just unit sales. I think at that point, there won't be a way to have a discussion because a lot of digital sales and a lot of like digital stuff, like how many people are subscribed to Game Pass, unless that number reaches like um, a million, million. miles. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. we're not going to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to make that comparison. Yeah. We could only talk about it based off um, uh, what we see on Twitter, social media, and all that stuff, which is going to be really bad because everybody's going to live in their own bubble where it's like Microsoft's doing better, yada yada's doing better, and all this stuff. And I, I think we'll get in a really weird phase where everybody's sort of living in an echo chamber and it, we're going to get back to like that. But already there. War we're already there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twitter, yeah. Twitter is a cesspile of bullshit. Whenever I, whenever I tweet anything about a console, which don't get me wrong, I walked into the last one, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. <laughs> and by walked in, I meant I threw myself in and uh, threw gasoline on myself. So I'll allow that one. But um, we, remember, we really take, we have to take out Xbox's word that they're selling well. We have to take Xbox's mm-hmm. word that Game Pass is successful. Same thing with yeah. PlayStation. Now they say it makes money. We don't know if it makes money. Like yeah, I believe, don't get me wrong. I believe that they're not. That why would they lie? Anybody? Why would anybody lie? But yeah. we don't report numbers anymore, which I think is the smartest thing they ever did. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that is that. Uh, let's move on to fix the sack. We got a few questions, so let's get into that. Uh, so Crisis Remastered is uh, absolutely a thing. I love all three Crisis games. One of the best single-player first-person shooters of the generation. My question is: Do you think the remastered version of the game will include the previous PC-only campaign mission as well as its multiplayer mode? When the game was ported to console, they removed a mission and, a mul- and the multiplayer to make it run. Now that technology is better, do you think we'll see those finally hit console? If multiplayer happens, do you think they will try uh, and work? in crossplay from Zyger. Zyger, I have to tell you one thing, my dude. I haven't got a clue. I do not care about Crisis. Crisis is one of those things that I only talk about in meme form, which is, can your PC run Crisis? And that was a meme since... And that's a meme since 2005? Six? Yeah, a long time. 2000... Eight, it came out. Oh, okay. There you go. So there you go. So 2008. Like, was it 2008? Yeah. I feel like. Damn, I felt like it was older than that as well. I'm gonna yeah. Google it just to be sure. Um, no, no, I, I, I totally believe, believe, you. believe you. Um, but, I don't believe me. It's 2007. Oh, there you go. Um, I was close. Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. But yeah, for me, it's just like I don't know, Zygo. I don't think so. I think they'll probably just this when this all came out and people were getting hyped. I was like, yeah, but how many of you are actually gonna buy it? How many of you are actually yeah, going to care? I'm going to buy it for the meme. Got you. That's, people, like, like, the meme factor is the best marketing for this game. But yeah. I think, going to Sager's question, I don't think they're going to think about crossplay one bit. No, I don't think no, it's going to have multiplayer at all. I don't think they have multiplayer. But um, I do think they will have the mission. 
Yeah, the mission, because, I think there's a good chance. Because that's always been what remasters normally do, is they put everything in there from what the old version had. Yeah. If there was DLC, that's all going to be in that one package. Um, I think multiplayer will be there as well. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I do think that they'll use this as a test in the water of, do people still care about Crisis? Can we work on another one? Should we put out another one? Is no. It worth it? Go make a Rise 2. No because... Go make Rise 2 instead. It's Crytek. God damn it. I people just love care the fact that people... Cry crisis multiplayer on Switch is going to be <laughs> a cluster. It's going to be so easy if you have a pro controller. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't care about Crisis. Me I cared about Crisis 3 when the beta dropped and then the actual game dropped. I'm like, oh, I don't really well, care about you. Leave when I alone. built a nice computer when I was... like, Oh, I forgot Bar Mitzvah in 2007. That was a, one of the first things I bought. It was like World of Warcraft and Crisis. Nah. Because my friends, it was a meme back, even when the internet presence wasn't too big. Yeah, then, yeah. You still knew Crisis was like, can your PC run it? Yeah. Or does it set on fire? <laughs> it's like, I just bought it to see like, oh, does my PC run it? It does? Sweet, I have a good build. It's decent. It's decent enough. It'll do. Yeah. Um, sorry, I couldn't give you more on that one, Zygot, but I'm glad you're excited. I'm glad you're yeah. excited. That's all that matters. Uh, next one, and our last question uh, in Fix a Sack, which is what game mechanics do you think more game developers need to borrow from other games? And what spin off titles would you appreciate from an established franchise? From B, it's Ben and Ben. It's BNBN. So we'll start with the first one. What this is a question that comes, it's come up a few times, and I always give the same goddamn answer, which is the Nemesis system. Obviously, yeah, it's the it's, well. it's 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 obvious. It's the one that um, I think the majority of gamers loved when it first came out, and we all thought, "Wow, this is going to get taken straight away." It's going to be the next. And thing. It, was yeah. gonna, it was supposed to be the next like Dark Souls, right? Yeah, Souls like supposed to be like a, a nemesis like game. They wanted implemented in almost every game that they were making at the time. Like there's rumors that Batman was going to have the nemesis system too, yep, which would have been amazing. Going around exactly. It's such a fantastic idea. And there were other rumors that other games were going to have it too. It just never culminated in anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like with uh, games like Batman, it's hard to contextualize it. Because like mm -hmm. it works in... Um, Shadow of Mordor. Shadow, Shadow, yeah. Shadow of Mordor. Um, because you don't die. So every, it makes sense why they keep coming back for you. Like in Batman, like when Batman loses, Batman's dead. Batman doesn't come back to life. Yeah. So the Nemesis system doesn't necessarily work. They'd have to figure out a way. You could work. make it work, the though. Is, but the easy answer is like, okay, we'll just scrap it and not do it. We don't want to put the mm. work. I hear that. Plus, you can't get, you can't have any person be bigger than already established villains. I think that was, that would, that's so easy to do, though. In Batman, yeah, especially, I think Batman it's easy it to work. do. I think it works in Batman. I killed the bat, so I'm climbing up. In the I'd world, love it in so Spider Man. Spider-Man would yeah. be great, especially with like the way Peter Parker would like superhero games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think other games, GTA. I think you could do it. I think you could do it. I don't. Again, yeah. I feel like it, it needs to be more. It doesn't have to just be between death. It's like it's in case someone escapes in something. Yeah. It's like it would be cool to see if they when they escape they come back like hey you, but 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 and then they've come yeah, up more powerful. Mafia, Mafia would be would a, yeah, would be great having like a gang leader pop up because of they took you down. Yeah. No, 100%. It's like any of those sort of... Those games that can sort of tell a story within the mode, in within the system mm -hmm. as well, is where it would work best, in my yeah. opinion. 
Um, go My on. answer though is Shatter Slucker Mission Select. Okay. Play stuff again. Okay. Yeah. yeah I miss. Yeah. I miss that they took that out of games, and I wanted. There's some missions that I really just want to replay, and I don't want to play through the whole game again. Oh yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um. I don't know what else. Um, I feel like Forza, like the Drivatar stuff, that should be in every racing game. It kind of is, um, but they do it mainly online now. Most most racing games now has the option to have an open world where everyone is online. Where I really mm-hmm. loved it in Forza, where if you would play Forza, your character had a Drivatar, it raced the way you race. So if you was very aggressive in smashing into people, that happens while you're not even online and you're mm-hmm. building up XP and stuff like that. I love that personally because it added that level of competition within a single player game. Because I don't really like racing. I like racing games, but I don't like playing online because they're just they're so hard. Because you've got the people that just love racing games and they just know what they're doing. Where I play it very, very casually. But to go in and see crashes in first place, I'm like, I'm coming for you, fool. Like mm-hmm. it adds that level compared to racing Tyrone, who. No one cares about Tyrone. Who the hell's Tyrone? Do you know what I mean? It added that, that extra layer for me. That passively builds a community as well, too. Yeah, exactly. Having that in the background going. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that mechanic. So, uh, Nemesis, that, mm-hmm. Chapter Slate 12. So anything else that springs to mind? Not really. Not that I can think of off the top of my head, no. That's why you meant to do your research, you two scrubs. There's going to be something that after this, I'm just going to be like, oh, damn, that's a really good thing. I wish more games had. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying yeah. to think. Um, well, I think of it, it sounds stupid, but like crossplay, obviously, everything should yeah. have crossplay. That's not even a, a question at I this point. I wouldn't game mechanic, though. It's, it's not, it's, it's a, yeah, but it's not a staple, is the point. It's not there yet. It's, it's not, but it's, it's growing faster. Yeah. It's faster than like, I was expecting. are finally uh, taking on crossplay now, too. With- yeah. Siege getting it, and hopefully, um, For Honor. Yeah, and <sighs> For Honor. Sony's not like the the wall on the road anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're getting there. Really we're getting there slowly um, but surely. Uh, uh, every FPS should have Apex Legends sliding. <laughs> every 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 FPS should have sliding. Period. Period. Yeah. Rainbow Six. Why can't I slide? <laughs> Oh, that'd, be that'd be so BM, bro. Oh, Jesus. No, yeah, I'm not with you on that one. I'm not with you on that one, Crash. Sorry, mate. That's a case-by-case basis. Um, next up, which is what spin-off title would you appreciate from an established franchise? Um, I don't know. Stealth Gears of War. Yeah. Ooh. Stealth Gears of War. We've already got a spin-off in Gears of War franchise, though. We're tactics. What, you want, like, a... Ghosts version of Gears of War. Ghost? What do you mean, Ghost? From StarCraft Ghost. Oh, okay, yeah, no, sorry, that went. That stealth game. <laughs> yeah, that went, I yeah, like... I was like, yeah, no, that one, that one missed me. Bringing the right deep cuts here. So, definitely. Um, <laughs> why, why, why that? Why that? Why that in Gears? I, I think, uh, I think Gears could either a stealth game, or I'm more so what I'm thinking of is more of a horror game, right? Where you're in, a, Ooh, okay. in one of the locust facilities and you have to escape, and there is that stealth element of you have to sneak around. Got you. But to make the locust more terrifying again. Yeah. You know. I get what you mean. In the first game, they were extremely scary, and then everything yeah. beyond after that, beyond it's like, that oh, is like. But it's that's kind the... of like the uh, uh, Resident Evil effect, right? It, it turns more into an action game. Which oh, okay. Always was more of like an action. Got you. Game. 
wrong. Dude, that's did you're stretching there, dude. I've got to say, <laughs> you're just they both cover every Gears of War game is a cover based shooter, right? And then Resident Evil is not goes from like a survival horror to an action game. What? Go on, tell me, tell me, tell me that it's not, I'm not right. Uh, first of all, you can't have this argument because you're the one who complained about your Resident Evil's a action game. It is an action I game. This. I do okay. hate it. So Resident Evil did become an action. Yeah, game. but I'm talking about Gears of War. Okay, yeah. Gears of War. The first Gears of War was a horror game. No, it wasn't. Jesus Christ! You know the scared me, man. Yep. I was terrified. But again, do you not think that's? Game. Do you not think that's more a case of the they need to do more with character um, building better enemies than it is? I think that's the problem. Berserker was really scary in the first game, right? The locusts were really scary in yeah. the first game, but unfortunately, no, no, no. those are mechanics that just keep getting reused in Gears yeah, instead absolutely. of instead of making something new and scary. Oh, yeah. Having the first emergence hole, yeah, that was terrifying. Yeah, because we never experienced it before. Exactly. I think there's ways they can do that tonally, which I think they sort of started doing in Gears Four yeah. back when they rebooted it, but then they sort of like they couldn't keep that momentum going for that horror mm -hmm. aspect. They kind of did in Gears Five as well in the. Uh, uh, laboratory area. Got it. Yeah, get that that's cool. That is a cool moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So I guess a game that like revolved solely around that, where you aren't playing a cog, you're playing more of like a normal person trying to escape. I always I that would be a really cool. I always love that in games where you go from being like a a, a super person to being stripped down to nothing, and then the, there is that level of like, oh god, I I'm, I haven't got these, I haven't got this, I haven't got that. Where in the previous game you did have, like that's what I found in Resident Evil, especially. With Leon and Claire, so yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd love a. I don't know. I've, I've every time I suggest something, it comes and then it's terrible. Like I always wanted a story mode in FIFA, and then I got it, and it was terrible. Like I know that's not a technically a spin-off, um, but it kind of is. It's more of a mode. But um, to be fair, a lot of sports games haven't had good story modes. Madden did though. Madden had a great story. One of the NBA's had a good story. I yeah, I don't. Really I think it was sixteen. Sixteen, yeah. I think. You know about two K, right? Yeah. 2K. Yeah. Everything beyond sixteen, I think, was trash. Yeah. Um, what about you? WWE used to have good. Oh, don't please just take take the WWE <laughs> franchise away from two K. What every? To be fair, they're taking a year off, which we didn't talk about last week. Um, the rumor is that they're not they're not putting out a new game this year, which Hopefully. gives me hope. That they're going to rework the whole engine and the graphics and give us a decent story and literally give us a wrestling game that we could be proud of. Will it happen? No. But a boy can wish. A boy can wish. What about you, Nana? Any so, spinoffs? I finally fe uh, fell in love with the Forza Horizon series. Oh, okay. I would love to see a RPG-based car racing game from them. How the hell would like, you do that? It's They're not throwing money at you. You start off with like a basic car and you're slowly building it out. Like Need for Speed so Underground. Get, kind of like that, yeah. But like where you're just not getting tons and tons of money where you can buy one of the best cars pretty quickly. Yeah. And then just using that car, or using a, one car for all the races. See, the problem with that is, and I 100% I agree with you, but the game gives you that option. You don't have to use the money to buy the best car. And that's what I did with Need for Speed Heat, where... I didn't buy any of the new cars until I literally had to. I stuck with mm -hmm. my same basic car and was just upgrading it a little bit, like by a little bit. And unfortunately, the level spike just got to a point where I was like, ah, oh, fine, I'll go buy the best car. But, but also for Forza Horizon, you can use the same car, on this, be on the same difficulty. And 
sweep through the game so quickly or like have some difficulty where you are challenging yourself but it's still like you're doing the same race over and over and over again yeah but i think if they take it more of like an rpg approach where you're like slowly building out to where that you do reach a wall of difficulty where you have to either get really good with skill wise or get a better car which lets you like just punch through that wall yeah then that might make a whole different game that would be really fun I don't think you need a whole different game. I think the game just needs to be designed differently then. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, but Ben... Just changing it a little bit. Yeah. Just making it a little bit to be like that. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Well, Ben, thank you very much for the question. I do appreciate it. Uh, let's get into what's been in our box. Crutch. Wait, whoa, there's whoa, whoa. A, there, there's a question you missed from Twitter. Oh, did I? That's your job from now on. Checking that out when I miss things. What did I miss? Talk you know to me. How many times you miss questions on Twitter? And because I, I prefer I prefer it when they email in to myxboxandmepodcast at gmail dot com. That's did you why. Check the email. No, I didn't check the email. Okay then. <laughs> I will not let you lie to the people. Uh, Sarah Squid tweeted. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 What do you want to see Microsoft? to do to be bigger in Europe and Japan. We all know North America is the biggest market, while Europe and Japan, Asia, are dominated by PlayStation. But what do you want to see them do to try and fix that? Hmm. It's a good question. Maybe that's why I skipped it, because it was going to make my brain hurt a little bit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Go on, Nano. I think embrace more studios from those areas. Which, because yeah. they, they haven't had any many J- Japanese studios on the Xbox consoles until recently where they finally have been having more Capcom presence, more Square Enix presence on the Xbox brands. Well, Capcom they've some... always worked with. They were, they've always been yeah. partnered with Capcom very heavily. I guess. But I'm thinking more of like the more Japanese-Japanese type. I hear of what like you're Monster saying. Yeah. Stuff like that. Exactly. That, that type of game. Because Monster Hunter was really just like a Nintendo or PlayStation type game for a while. And mm-hmm. now it's on Xbox as well. And same for Square Enix. That was... Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts were PlayStation branded games until the late 360, now Xbox One generation. They finally, without with the exception of the current game out right now for Final Fantasy, it's really like they've been out at the same time. But that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's definitely felt Final Fantasy 7, which we'll talk about. I'm sure Crystal Way just finished it um, in a second. But I feel like that was definitely a layover from mm-hmm. last gen and yes, the deals yeah, were already yeah. made and things have already happened by that point, right? Where I totally agree with you, but it's a hard one because you have to believe, you have to want to grow in those markets. Don Matrix clearly did not want to do that. You didn't, we didn't hear about yeah. Don Matrix going to Japan regularly. We hear about Phil going regularly. You, you can see he's, exactly you can see that he wants it. You can see with um, Firecross X, which to me, means absolutely nothing. I'm sure to a huge audience, and they say it's one of the best or biggest free-to-play one games. One of the best Korean games. Korean games. That, that is going to help bring over that audience. It's the fact of, like, Game Pass finally getting out to those different territories. It's the fact of Phil coming out in his interview and saying that he wants to do a worldwide launch with the Series X. He doesn't, also, want, he doesn't want to do a trickle-down yeah. system like they did previous, where it's like, Oh, we know we don't sell well there, so we won't put it there straight away. It's like, well, no, yeah. you're not gonna sell well there if you don't put it at day and day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, like um, every Final Fantasy game gonna be on Game Pass. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts Yakuza. finally on Xbox and on Game Pass. Kingdom Hearts three only. Yeah. It's weird that they've taken as long as they have to get there, though. I will say, I know Kingdom Hearts is on Game Pass, but yeah, no, it's not. 
Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3 is, yeah. yeah. But I, that was all licensing that... Oh, yeah, it's, that's why it's finally also, over. Yeah, it was licensing, and also... I feel like you see how well Kingdom Hearts 3 does on the platform before you necessarily bring all this stuff over. Yeah. Because a lot of the problem with a lot of like um, Asian companies is they've notoriously put stuff out on Xbox in the past during the 360 era, especially is when we yep. kind of saw that happening. And it didn't do good because nah. Western market didn't care for it. Yeah. Like if a Monster Hunter came out on the 360, I don't think it would have sold well. Totally. Monster right. Hunter World is a completely different phenomenon where it has real legs in the Western market where. And I, I don't think back then it would have had it. Yeah. In the Xbox Xbox 360 era really was when the Western countries were seen as big action set pieces with yeah. big shooter elements where RPGs just didn't really thrive too well on that big Western box. They I mean, were a niche market. They are no longer niche. They are now popular yeah. culture. It's just Absolutely. like, look at anime now compared to back then. Like, again, yeah. I, I've not jumped oh, on board, but if there's if you don't watch anime you're looked at as a weirdo nowadays like i am regularly mm -hmm. where it's like oh no have you watched uh b-boy cowboy i think it's called or whatever it is i'm just using spitball and things i'm like no and they're like what what do you mean it's like if you haven't yeah. watched tiger king to some people mm -hmm. it's like what do you mean you haven't watched it um i still haven't finished one punch man either crush still haven't finished it I still haven't finished it um but yeah for me it's to, to grow in those territories is just to treat those territories equally and yeah. to bring over games exclusively on your platform that they want that those territories want right like you're not gonna if you don't bring over exclusive jrpgs then you're never gonna get that audience yeah. who want that like I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. There's nothing but it's else hard you can to get really a do. Exclusive game without getting a market in the. Again, I think the, it's it's gonna come. It's a really different thing. It's yeah. it's gonna come down to first party. I feel like they're gonna have to yeah. go and get a Korean studio and um Japanese studio, and really have to double down on it and be like, hey, we have these studios and we need to make the games, and it needs to be a long. It needs to be a ten year, twenty year plan, not a quick fix yeah. it can't be mm. oh you're working on a game that looks interesting let me buy that up for the one yeah. game for the whole generation to and come out do you know what i mean it just doesn't work that way and the person to do that is definitely phil spencer who has that mindset of long-term investments yeah. with short-term shiny stuff because i think xbox and microsoft do have the money and with phil spencer really pushing for that right now He's the one who can really tell the higher-ups at Microsoft and Xbox saying, we need to throw money at this area, especially this company who's asking for a lot more for exclusive than some of the Western, smaller Western studios right now. Yeah. Just so that way they can get that mind share and then grow as a brand even more. Yeah, well, he, he reports straight to Satsar Nadella, which is the CEO of Microsoft now. It's like, it's not... He hasn't got those barriers to entry anymore. Do you know what I mean? They now have full, yeah. full in studios. Like... I feel like when the right opportunity arises, it will happen. Like, obviously, there's been the rumors of, like, oh, they're going to try to buy Sega, which, again, I think is bullshit. I do think it would be fantastic for, for Xbox to do because of Persona and Sonic, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of IP in there, but I don't know if the money would work out well for them in the end. I think it would help, help but I don't think it would be perfect. And I do think... Those Japanese uh, audiences want new IP as well. They don't want to keep mm -hmm. keep as much. Everyone loves Persona. Don't get me wrong, but imagine a new, brand new JRPG game that's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. That isn't J Persona, which isn't um, 
again i'm not into jrpg so i don't know many um but you understand what i'm trying to get at here like new ip is important and good new ip is important it's also something that's really difficult to do with jrpgs yeah because most like creative things have been done with jrpgs yeah it's a it's a formula it's a formula that's been around for so long it's hard to sort of reinvent the wheel on that one right yep i totally i totally agree with you it's uh it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be it's gonna be very 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 interesting to see where we go next gen i'm I'm interested to see what the next studio is this ball like we just don't know like and i do think i don't think they're done i generally don't i oh, am absolutely not i'm thinking about making it next week's topic of the show crash and whoever else we have on if we have anyone else on um i feel like we're gonna talk i want to talk about obviously there's a game coming out that we'll be able to talk about by then um the, the embargo i'll be up on and um i want to talk about the difference between a double a game and triple a in the xbox pl- um portfolio i thought we should make that a topic of the show because i feel like xbox are in this weird place right now and i think we should dive in deeper next week so we will do just that uh let's get to what's been in that box crash talk to me baby final fantasy 7 you finished it how is it no spoilers how good is it Oh, well, you see what happened in the last chapter. <laughs> in this last moment. No. Yeah, um, I really liked it. I, like, I really, really liked it. Um, it was kind of everything I wanted from the game, and then mm-hmm. some, in a lot of regards. Um, I think they did a brilliant job with the story. I think the gameplay was amazing. And I think, like, there's a lot of small stuff in the gameplay that I really think make it stand out. Um, Such as? Well, it's like when we were talking, and I mentioned that, like, when you shoot and uh, Barrett goes to, like, reload the gun when you get the full auto attack animation, yeah. you can cancel that either by pressing triangle to do the overcharge and charge up the overcharge, and it takes the same amount of time, or you can cancel that into a roll. It's a lot of small stuff like that. When you're playing Cloud, you can go from a combo to pressing triangle to automatically counter somebody. Yeah. Uh, with Tifa, you have her whole buffing system with uh, Aerith, you have magic i don't know Aerith doesn't have I, I, <laughs> from what i can figure Aerith doesn't have anything special going for her got ya. um but yeah it's a lot of moments like that and just the gameplay outside of like the what they've done with the rest of the game that really really impressed me and i'm playing the game on hard difficulty now i'm working my way to the platinum um eight chapters in i think got ya. yeah i'm eight chapters in and that's where i think in the hard difficulty is really where you see it like start to shine the whole material system and how everything works because you can't use items to heal. You can only use uh, abilities. Oh, you can use... Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of, like, you have to make sure everything's on point, and when everything's working together, it really does create an impressive combat system. Mm. Um, that sort of makes me look forward for the future games, like what they're going to do with Red 13 and Vincent and all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they did with the story, I think, was... Uh, I, I won't talk about it. The story is really good, I think. Do you uh, like the story? That's, that's all I need to hear. I like the story. Because let me tell you, Crash, Twitter right now, I'm going to knock everybody out. I'm, I'm so close to banning everyone. There is yeah. just, there's spoilers everywhere. Like, I've not, I, I, don't, I can't remember the last game I've experienced like this, where people just don't give a fuck. Like, there is no Fs given at all. I, I think for a lot of people, and I think it's, it's a bad mindset to be within this game, I think we talked about it on From the Gamers, is that a lot of people are like, we know what the story is. Everybody's played Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Which isn't the case. A lot of people haven't. And for well, a lot of people, this is a new experience for them. I think for me, it's a case of 
Yeah, everyone's played Final Fantasy. Not everyone's finished Final Fantasy, especially dyslexic kids that couldn't read, all right? Me. I couldn't play it. I couldn't finish it, goddammit. So for me, I'm like, I'm experiencing it. And like, I'll go on Twitter after I've done a couple of hours. I'm like two and a half hours in there. And then just something will pop up. And like, it's like, oh, my favorite moment in the game. And I'm like, but that's a huge spoiler. Like, oh, just jars me. Jars me. So close to banning everyone. Nano, you've been playing Final Fantasy VII? Beat it. Trying to get through it on hard mode. Trying to get the platinum. I absolutely love it so much. I agree with everything that Crush said, and I think the biggest takeaway is it gives a whole new meaning to remake. Yeah, I yeah. Like it, labeled as Final Fantasy VII Remake has really put the whole game into another and whole new context. <sighs> Resident Evil did that first. Let's not forget, it, people. Resident Evil did do that first. You're absolutely yeah. right, and it was one of the things that you hated about Resident Evil. Look, yeah, I don't like it when you combat my comments with comments that I say. Stop quoting me, yeah. <laughs> Just stick to your own arguments, god damn it. I, yeah. <laughs> um, what, so what's the standout moment for you, Nana? Is it the combat? Is it the story? What, what is it? I think it's just a fantastic mix of everything where it does flow so well between both of those where you have this amazing, huge story beat that just punches you in the gut flowing right into an amazing combat set piece or yeah. huge battles with tons of enemies that you just really need to juggle and focus on and not just uh tunnel vision on with just wailing on them by holding out square or just hammer like keep on hammering it to do damage but you actually need to think about it meticulously even after you have this big moment that really is already making you think about what just happened there yeah because other games have really just taken those moments and then just given you fodder yeah yeah but this game this game I, doesn't from what I, go on I never feel like the game, in terms of enemies, just throws enemies at you for the sake of enemies. When you get a lot of enemies in the game, it is purposeful and it makes mm -hmm. sense why you have that many. Yeah. As opposed to games where like you get close to the end and it's like, instead of throwing like one of these really tough guys, we're gonna throw five. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, you're at the end of the game. Right? Yeah, I hate that. Also, games. like, also like how there's still the RPG stuff where you do feel overpowered near the end of the game, but you can still get killed. Yeah. If you and... stop if you stop caring and sort of just yeah if you just score. again if you just start bottlenecking you can still get destroyed by certain attacks if you're just not paying attention enough yeah hmm yeah i'm like i said i'm very early on still just taking my time with it enjoying it stringed it the other day we'll never do that again um i think this is definitely a game you should not rush through if you want to really enjoy it i tried rushing through the ending of it and it kind of hurt me a little bit yeah since i was tired when i finally beat it but it still Take your time with it. Enjoy it. Yeah, that's what Take I'm doing. Moments. That's exactly what I'm doing. Um, other than plus, that, go on. Plus, the world feels so lived in. Yeah, it feels great. Hub areas feels even the, the non hub areas. Like, there's one part later on in the game where you actually feel like you are in that building, where it does feel like it's not just there. It's actually you are invading this one part. Gaia. Fair enough. Speaking very vaguely. Yes. Don't worry. That's why we're moving on. Um, <laughs> I've been playing something that the Xbox audience will definitely care about. Uh, can't talk about it yet. We'll be able to talk about it next week uh, at some point. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say when, so won't say when. Um, but keep an eye out on the My Xbox and Me channel and my personal channel for a review on something that I promise you will care about. I promise. Uh, other than that, I've been playing a little bit of Fortnite again. Yeah. Same. How was it? It's fine. It's fine. It's it's Fortnite. I like the I like the fact Deadpool's running around now. 
and um, there's some bits I need to do. The, the battle pass has just been extended. Um, so I'm like, huh, do I grind that? I haven't yet, no. Um, I need to get on and get the Deadpool skin. That's all. No, yeah. It's, it's easy. It doesn't take you long at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, do I go on and grind it out again and go to level 100? Do I? I'm tempted. I need something to stream anyway. It's, so It's so easy now with all the experience you get from each mission. There are so many missions now. Yeah. You'll so, lock it out really quickly. I'm sure. You have to work. Like, um, again, we're all working from home. It's weird. Mm. <laughs> we'll do. Um, all right. So let's jump into the news this week. We have original. So what do we what do we call the news crash? I deleted the old the old this week on the dashboard. dashboard. That's it. Thank you. There we go. Uh, original Resident Evil Two. Uh, Leon S. Kennedy voice actor Paul Haddad has died. Uh, Paul Haddad, the original English voice actor for Leon S. Kennedy uh, in Capcom's Resident Evil 2, has died age 56. Quote, Paul Haddad, Adif, Adif, if I said that right, had, I think I've said that right, right? Chris, what do you reckon? Haddad, yeah? Uh, our, our dear friend and icon among the RA community has passed away recently. We've been truly honoured to have the chance to meet and work with uh, such a great man and brilliant per, uh, professional. He was, he was. Rest in peace, Paul. You will live forever in our hearts. The tweet reads, accompanied by a tribute video uh, to the actor featuring the voice work for for Daymare. So for those who don't know what Daymare is, it's the... This was a fan... They did a fan remake of Resident Evil 2 and then Capcom shut it down and they were like, Joe, what? F it. We're going to make an original survival horror game. Uh, so Day I think it's called Daymare 1998. So it's very Resident Evil influenced and it, and um, Paul was uh, a voice actor in that game um, which is set to come out on consoles in April if I'm not... Well, should already be out actually if I'm not mistaken or is it 25th? Hmm. Might be the 25th. I'm not sure. Um, obviously, this one's a big one for me, honestly. Um, this voice is iconic to me it's the reason i got into video games really and fell in love with video games it's the reason you know like everyone has their moment like a lot of people's metal gear and david hater like mine was 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 leon s kennedy it was paul and um it, it was weird how i i always wanted to meet him at a comic-con and it never it unfortunately never happened and i always wanted to do a podcast with him one at one day because i wanted to like let him know how much his voice was iconic to me and mm -hmm. it was weird when it popped up on twitter and i was like oh shit like it's one of those moments that sort of took me back where i was like i wasn't expecting this i wasn't expecting yeah. i wasn't expecting this i wasn't expecting to even feel this way about someone I don't actually know, but it's such a, it's such an important moment in my life. I've been playing Resident Evil 2 since... Can you hear that noise? Yes. Jesus. I don't know what's going on that side. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's one of those moments where I was like, Jesus, I don't know what to... I don't know how to feel right now. So I don't know if any of you guys have got celebrity friends like that or celebrity people that matter to you that, like that, but for me, it was like, Jesus, scary. Yeah, when uh, Leonard Nimoy passed away, I knew him a lot from Kingdom Hearts. He was the voice of Master Xehanort back in Birth by Sleep. And when he passed away, right before before three finished up, it was it was a punch in the gut. And I don't know what I'll do when Chris Metzen passes away. The voice of Thrall, who I'm a huge World of Warcraft fan, so yeah. when he passes away, that's going to be the biggest punch in the gut. Yeah. It's kind of a weird 
mortalizing your idols, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, they're they're real people. They're. It was that moment for me exactly where I was like, oh. Yeah, they are real people. They're voice actors. They are. It's again. I don't know. I've grown just growing up hearing that voice is so iconic to me. And now that the person's passed, it's just like rest in peace. Obviously, my thoughts go out to him and his family. It's almost jarring too when you play a game, you hear that voice, and you realize that they're not gonna be there anymore. Especially when there's sequels coming out to certain games. Yeah, like he I mentioned uh, Leonard Nimoy, who was the voice of Xehanort in Kingdom Hearts. When Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, it was a different voice actor, which was yeah. even more jarring to hear. While for the voice of Phil Philatides from Hercules, his Japanese voice actor died, and they just pulled, they just had, didn't give any lines out of respect. While for yeah. another while for the major villain, they had to keep him in there. And then mm -hmm. they actually even changed it later on with giving it that uh, role to Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. From a much smaller voice actor. Yeah. So it's like thinking about how the companies are going to treat that role and how they're going to either change it or memorialize it in certain ways. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting one. I hope that there's some sort of, um, nod in the next resident evil game, if we possibly can, which would probably be four remake, which I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Paul voiced legal name four. I think it was just original two, but um, mm -hmm. I still think a nice nod would be it would be cool. I think it would be cool to be in there. So we will see. Moving on though, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has got a limited edition Xbox One X, and it's been revealed. Uh, after teasing some leaks, uh, Microsoft has revealed the Cyberpunk 2077 limited edition Xbox One X console bundle. The console is set to launch June, three months before Cyberpunk uh, Cyberpunk's September 17th release date. Did any of you guys see the console? Yes. Yeah, it doesn't look great. <laughs> That's literally what I was just about to say. Like, <laughs> I think it looks pretty cool. It's oh, different. okay, okay, interesting. What would you like about know. it then? I, I have the, I have the gears one. I don't need another. One. We were just talking about this though, Crash Rat, where we were like, yeah, we did. Uh, I think it was on. Oh, from the gamers, yeah. Where it was like, oh yeah. yeah, we don't get cool consoles anymore. Blah 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 blah. This one come out, I was like, yep, we still don't get cool consoles anymore. Like, it's just ugly. I yeah. think I, it's different. I think, I think Xbox still needs those uh, limited edition consoles that PlayStation gets a lot. Even for like the third party games, PlayStation's gotten a good amount of them. Yeah, but they're ugly as well. <laughs> yeah, I think like, that I think they're ugly as well. Most of the PlayStation ones. The like the problem is like we got these type of consoles way back on the 360. The 360 got a lot of like, yeah special editions, and it was cool back then. But having seen the gears of war one s one and all the effort and how that looks and how that has the scratch marks and all that stuff mm -hmm. that's really dope a lot of consoles don't go that far where it's just like it's a paint job which is it's cool for people who really like that franchise but i don't think it's enough to warrant buying the special edition of the yeah, console this one goes in the dark and there's other bits and bobs to it um I, I just don't think it's that pretty, though. I just, well, I couldn't imagine, not to say that you look at the box that often. I do, though, because it's on my desk. So, still. yeah. So I look at it and I was just like, that wouldn't match anything. And not that it has to match anything because the color scheme's quite unique anyway. But I looked at, I went, I literally tweeted out, no disrespect to whoever this was, but Xbox Pope, if you don't know who Xbox Pope is, he creates controllers and consoles and stuff like that. Okay. Um, could have done a great, a better idea. Tweet blew up and then people were sending me his, his designs. And I was like, that's exactly what I would have done with it. The second design that he put out. And I was like, damn it. It just seems like another missed opportunity where like, yeah. 
less is more sometimes. Like, I don't think the Gears of War one is that in your face, but it's so subtle and unique and looks nice. Where this one, I was just like, this is too much for me personally. Well, but. they did say that this is going to be the last limited edition console for Xbox One. Yeah. They did announce that along with this. So, I mean, at least that uh, we're probably going to get some exclusive limited edition consoles for Xbox Series X. That's obvious, though. That's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but we I do mean, have... We'll probably get designs of ours, seeing all the fan designs. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, the fan... We got a question coming in as well, which was, what are your thoughts on the... Uh, on, <laughs> what are your thoughts of Cyberpunk's Xbox One X uh, coming out so close to supposed launch date of the Series X? I say supposed because I know things can change because of Corona, uh, it has, if it hasn't died down from press. Yeah, it's a weird one, but again, I think it's this is one of those ones which, again, it's for the collectors. It's for the people that buy every single Xbox. There's only 45,000 of them made, so it's not... Again, it doesn't matter, really. Like It's it's a nice fan nod to people that care about Cyberpunk, people that want to support CD Projekt Red, people that want those limited edition consoles. Like More power to you if you want it, but I don't think it's a big deal. If this was like a mass-produced thing like the Gears of War one, I'd get it a little bit more, but because it's only 45,000, 45, 45, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. It's, it's, yeah, they it's, came out and said yeah. the unit numbers, which doesn't happen too often. Like The last time I remember it happening was for that PlayStation 25th uh, anniversary, yeah. the, the blue the one, where they one, actually right? had it all numbered. No, you're on, yes. on the box. Yeah, you're on the, I know which one you're on about now. No, not the gray one. Yeah. The gray one was the 20-year no, no. anniversary crash. Uh, you're on the, the green one was like for the PlayStation theme, yeah, like play, original PlayStation theme. But this one was like bl uh, dark blue, blue. Kind of see through yeah. for okay. the 25th anniversary, and that was it was beautiful. And yeah. that's the only time I really yeah. remember it being numbered. So them numbering it is really saying like we're not going to do too much, not going to put too much effort into this. We are just putting this out there because of good marketing, because they are clearly in bed with Cyberpunk. With oh yeah, yeah, they've got the marketing. Series X. Yeah. Saying that once you own it, you own it. You're going to get the Series X version for free, yeah. which they haven't done with PlayStation yet because marketing, and they're clearly doing a great job with marketing with Xbox. Yeah. And I think a big, big anticipated game like Cyberpunk is what Xbox needs right now. But does it? I, 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 go on, Crash. Do you think they're leaning into it enough? Because like they I, have that. They have the whole market, but I don't really see them leaning into it. I, I think don't, with leading, not yet. I think with leading the Series X generation where... Think about Cyberpunk being that good tentpole display of what the Series X can do. I think is going to be great marketing for them. Show yeah, like but you want you want the Series X to show what the power can be and how much better Cyberpunk, a game that you've seen on Xbox One and PS4, how well it can run on this next generation of Xbox. But is doing that with an what would be an old game at that point because it's already out. Not that it'll be old, old. But is doing that with an old game really going to work? No. Like, I'd understand if it's, like, a new game, like, an up-and-coming game. Yep. Like, if Cyberpunk was coming out first on the Series X and they have the marketing, it's like, look how good this next-gen game looks on the system and all that stuff. But we're not getting that. So I don't know if it really accomplishes that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. It's a weird, it's a weird one where... <laughs> I think it doesn't help they got pushed, right? And it got pushed mm. closer to the new consoles. But it's not coming out with the new consoles, it's coming out before the new consoles. Yeah. And it's that whole I, it's that whole thing where it's like, I bet Xbox were like, hey, how about you delay it again? And we just launch this thing with the console. And they were like, no. I guarantee yeah. that was a question. Absolutely. Probably. Like, well, yeah, I, 
I think if it came out earlier and there was more time for people to sit in it and they're like, oh yeah, I could go for that game again. Yeah. It's like, what, however long it would have been that the game had been out. I think that's a different conversation to what we're getting. So. I just don't think, yeah. It's a, I agree with you. I do agree with what you said there, Crash. It's a weird time to be pushing a marketing thing, but it's also they're not pushing it hard enough, but they also can't push it hard enough because it might get delayed and you can't do this because that. And it, yeah, it's a strange one. It's a real, mm-hmm. real, real strange one, but we'll just have to wait and see. I, I don't think we're just living in strange times altogether. Yes, we are. Very That's very true. Next up, and last one for this week, which is one that sits heavy on the heart as well, which is Streets of Rage 4. Finally gets an April release date. Uh, Streets of Rage 4, the long-awaited sequel to the classic side-scrolling beat-em-up series, will release April 30th on Xbox One. Uh, it will cost $24.99 US dollars. Uh, UK prices and uh, Australia prices are not up at the moment, uh, but it will be launched straight into Game Pass. So if you're someone who's into side-scrolling beat-em-ups, um, nostalgia-heavy for a Streets of Rage game, like I am. I've played this game. It's fantastic. Go on, Crash. Talk to me. Did you see the uh, classic characters? I see. The, you can play as the classic characters. You can play the. You can play with the classic music. You can play with it. Yeah. It's. It's got the classic specials on the characters. It's been well done. Where I'm like, why did you not lead with that? Yeah, like, I agree. yeah, I don't know. I, I would have been like, I remember when this came <laughs> out, and you're like, oh, I don't know about it. I was like, yeah. that would have never happened if you guys were, at the end of it, you guys just teased the classic characters. Like, you, they didn't even have to make the full announcement. My problem wasn't the clar- characters as such, it was the art style. But after seeing the art style in action and playing it myself, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm fully in. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I wanted to do a, um, a Let's Play with my dad. Because obviously this is a game actually me and my dad like played together. One of the few games my dad would play. Obviously now I won't be able to do that because of Corona and stuff. But um, I think it adds online, so maybe I'll dread crash on for a Let's Play or something and we'll play it. We'll see. It'll go on the long backlog of Let's Plays we have to record. No, because this one's an easy one. Now I've, and sure. now I've got a separate channel for it as well. So mm. we're all good. Um, any you Streets Rage fan? Either of you? Are you? Do you have that nostalgia the way I do? No? How, no, no. How old are you? 26 oh no you're not that young then like you're not yeah you're, I, yeah. you're older than me you should <clears throat> no man, no, no? wasn't a mega drive kid clearly no i i didn't really start playing until the 64 oh okay oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. that makes a lot of I sense i played this on sega yeah genesis yep i played i think it was two that was two was the most popular one um yeah. free came out but people didn't play it and now it's worth like a hundred pound the cartridge um which is interesting two Two was the one that most people played though and loved. Yeah, that's the one with the kid on the skateboards, right? On the skates, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um... Skateboard skates. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I really, I really liked it. I so... was never really good at it. I remember my sister beat it. My sister doesn't play games, but my yeah. sister beat it. I was like, "What are you on? What are you doing?" Those games were grueling because obviously we didn't have save points back then, and um, you just mm-hmm. had to play. And I remember leaving. If you, lost. if you lost all your lives, that was it. Done. Restart. Play again. But yeah, I did beat it. I did beat it with me and my dad. Have beat it, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's one of those games. Magical, magical moments for me. That was a start. That was. I always give Resident Evil the credit of like what kept me in games, but Streets of Rage definitely was the series that got me into games. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Games with gold this month, Project Cars 2 is available from April 1st to April 30th. Uh, Knights of the Pen Paper, uh, available April 16th to May twenty uh, May 15th. Uh, and Toy Box Turbo, available April 16th to April 30th. Let's plug, plug, plug. Go on. people anniversaries on there when it's already on Game Pass. 
Yeah, but you get to own it. You don't have to own Game Pass. I guess. Yeah. Someone said that someone was having Golden that argue. Go on, Grace, you cut out. Say again. I said Gold and Game Pass are different. They're yeah. Like one in one. Like, yeah. but someone said that to me the other day, and someone was having that argument about uh, PlayStation giving away Journey and uh, Uncharted Collection. Like, oh, it's already in PlayStation. It's already been in PlayStation Plus. I'm like, but what about if you missed it? What about if you didn't yeah. have Plus? What about if you don't want to pay for Plus one month and you can still enjoy those games? And the same thing applies Absolutely. here. It's like, yeah. what if you don't have Game Pass? What if you just wanna don't want to pay for Game Pass? Like, it, I don't see the big deal about it. Fair enough. There's a lot of yeah. people that don't have Game Pass. And even with, like, PlayStation, there's a lot of people who don't have PlayStation Plus. Me! I don't have PlayStation Plus! <laughs> Same. Yeah, I really need it, but I just... <sighs> nah. Don't use your PlayStation enough. I'm playing it right now. I don't have Plus and I don't use my PlayStation. I'm playing it right now. You play online games? Yeah, but what about Final Fantasy VII needs PlayStation Plus? <sighs> My trophies get updated without it, so I'm good. <laughs> exactly. Let's plug, 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 and get ourselves out of here. Nano, we'll start with you. What are you got to plug this week? Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash nanobiologist. I just did a fantastic stream on Sunday where I did a remote Disneyland trip. I, I saw. I did. That I was in there lurking. I was in there lurking. I did see this. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. That I do have the vod up on my twitch channel it's all saved so if you weren't have if you missed it you didn't hear about it i basically played disneyland adventures which is on xbox game pass but instead of playing the dumb mini games that took place on on all the rides i actually switched us to youtube videos like point of view videos of all the rides and brought in tim gettys belinda garcia josh silverman and Alyssa, who are all big big disney fans bigger than me and we all just had a great three hours talking Disney and going on all the rides together. Yeah, it was it was an interesting watch. I was watching, I was sort of lurking in the background while I was doing something else. And I was like, huh, this is this is interesting. Coronavirus got, got us doing some weird stuff out here. I never, again, I've not been to Disneyland and mm -hmm. I, I want to go. So I don't like looking at that sort of stuff because I want to have that magical moment when I eventually Absolutely. get to go. So I was in and I was like, I want to support, but I don't want to look. And I'm like, oh. And like, mm -hmm. Heidi went to put on a Disney documentary the other day. And I was like, no, can't watch that. She's like, why not? And I was like, because I've not been. I don't, I don't want to have it ruined. But to be fair, it's a whole other experience from watching and seeing it than actually being in person. I'm sure. I watch all the ride videos for everything. And I still get super hyped when I am actually on it and experiencing it. Yeah, but I'm so not. I yeah. get what you mean. But I, it's, uh, it's a whole other experience actually being in the parks and really embracing it like that where you actually can go get a churro or turkey leg a turkey leg? or some dole whip I'm, I'm about the churro i'm not about turkey leg i gotta be honest no turkey legs for me crash what you got to plug my xboxme.com ah his stream's not working again people his streams are down again that's why he's not plugging it <laughs> tell the people crash tell the people it was, good for, it was good for a week it was over a week that it was good for and then uh, this past week, every time I go to stream, it's just like, you're dropping 60% of your frames. Maybe you want to stop. Yeah, I'll have something going up uh, very, very soon. I think on Monday, maybe. I'm not 100% sure, though. Um, Xbox fans are going to care about it, so you will get to see it. We'll have a talk about it on my Xbox and me channel. Probably go up in your podcast feed so don't worry if you listen to it on the rss feed um but yeah thank you all for listening thank you nano for coming on for your first time and uh, until next time i will love you leave you and see you all later goodbye bye later <laughs>